You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, on the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. Uh, We have a a live show. Well, sort of a live show. We're recording, but I actually have people in the, I'm going to call it a studio, the studio with me. Uh, We have my my good friends from from the motherland, uh, not Africa, England where football more or less was invented. And uh, we've got Graham Wilson and Charlie Ellis. Uh, welcome, guys. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> so uh, so we, we have two, two people here, one of whom, uh, big football fan. Huge. Huge football fan. And one of whom, I think... I was made aware through my associates that there is a game called football. I'm doing my best to catch up. Uh, you, you, you spent time in England, yes? Yeah, I like the way you phrased it as if it was a jail sentence. Yes, I did a bit in the UK. Much of my early childhood was spent in the UK through my schooling years. And yeah, I graced the sport on occasion. Early release for exceptional behaviour. Exceptional behaviour. And you and you found yourself in New York where I don't think that they knew about soccer until, until uh, the Emirates planted a team in the Bronx. There was a team previously who actually... I must give a shout out to the New York Red Bulls because in a consulting capacity, I was paid by them. They also gave me free tickets, which I did not use and result. Oh, dear. (laughs) I considered that part of the compensation package. Didn't pay taxes on it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So actually, I I think I'm a pretty big fan of the New York Red Bulls, not because I care about them in any fashion, but because they're doing a good job of exporting Americans to leagues that, you know, have some things going on and... We, we like the MLS on this podcast. That's an official position. I don't think either of you particularly rate the MLS highly or are aware of its existence. I know that they briefly had Thierry Henry signed, who my mother had a crush on because of a car commercial that ran in the early 2000s. Papa? 
Nicole and Papa from oui. the Renault commercials, oui. and they, they claimed that Thierry Henry had the vavavoom. Oui, oui. And my mother claimed that this was so, so I got a photo of him for her, and that was... Uh, so the MLS has been a net benefit to my family. Oh, Monsieur Henry. Uh, you're trying to go with me to do an accident. And I, I just, I absolutely have a career and a, and a family. And I can't. Um, so so we're, we're, we, we love the Red Bulls because they, they've exported uh, Tyler Adams to Germany. They exported... Brendan Aronson to Austria, which is also not a good league, but he'll hopefully move on to Germany. He's been playing well. And then we also have uh, Caden Clark, who we we think is moving over to Leipzig when he turns 18. But we also have Graham here. And Hello. Graham is a, a native. I actually have no idea where you're from, but I think the Midlands. I, I assume so. I have a Leicester postcode. Okay. Zip code, as you may say. That's that's postcode is, is British for zip code. It, correct. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Um, Zip code is American for postcode. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so okay, so so let's let's talk a little bit about Leicester, just because you know, topicality. They they did something this week. They did, and it was a good thing. It was a good thing. So let's talk about a team that has won silverware, because um, as longtime listeners of the pod know, I'm a Spurs fan, and Spurs fans don't win things. No, no, <laughs> it's, no it's not allowed. It's not what we do. My grandfather was a Spurs fan, and he got stabbed once. So I, I don't know if that. Counts he also as well. didn't win, although he did get some silverware. He was playing cards, and he he won that and got stabbed. So he won something and then got something shiny. He got some silverware in his neck, actually. Right, that's not, <laughs> that's, had to be a knife. Just you I know, mean, that got dark. Uh, so <laughs> he survived. <laughs> After this day, he'd be very old. <laughs> Probably the last time Tottenham won something, and I'd have to check my copious notes that I've made for this would be. When they employed Leicester's former favourite son, one Gary Lineker. Uh, Gary possible. Lineker's from Leicester and not just Crisps commercials. He yeah. is from Crisps commercials, which are called Walkers in the UK. And the joke uh, at Leicester's stadium when they were sponsored by Walkers, which our American listeners will know as Lay's potato chips, the crowd from the away stand would always shout, you don't want Walkers, you want Runners, when we were 3-0 down. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Well, how the very thing is funny. that Americans can't fully appreciate the subtlety of British humour. They cannot. It's just really, the wordplay is unparalleled. I mean, but the, like walking and running, and yeah. it's it's just a different level. It's fascinating to hear about his pre-career, because I was only aware of Gary Lindiger from the Walkers commercial. So to me, he's one of Britain's foremost potato cultivation experts. He really is. He and, has and music and commercials talking about the quality of the soil in the north of England. Of, of, <laughs> of course, and they were uh, originally founded in a town just outside of Leicester called Ashby de la Zouche, uh, for one of yet another possible French reference, which we may or may not come back to. But Gary, in his formative years, could be found on the Leicester City Market Stall, where his father sold and still sells fruit, I believe, to this day. So really, they've been selling produce their entire lives as a family. The football career was really just a vehicle for him to become a more prominent peddler of potatoes. The World Cup Golden Boot was merely a sidetrack onto fruit and veg production. So what you're thinking as you as you listen to this podcast is that we're going to talk football, we're going to talk soccer, <laughs> but really we're going to talk about Midlands produce. Hey, you got to go with what you know. <laughs> I've been to the Midlands and I've eaten a potato. The rest of it is foreign to me. It is. But we can happily move on to the FA Cup win at any point. I'll, I will happily discuss that. So I'm, I'm going to give the uh, the our, our dear listeners uh, a little bit of a preview here about my interest in this FA Cup is one. I'm, I'm a passive Leicester fan. I'm happy when Leicester wins because my my good friend over here is also happy. Um, 
what I'm not happy about is when Christian Pulisic doesn't play mm. and then uh, his team loses and then everybody's like, well, why didn't he score? It's because he's played only 20 fucking minutes. <sighs> but good, Leicester won. <laughs> it is good. And it's also very good that uh, Pulisic didn't play from the start. Uh, no one breathed a larger sigh of relief than I in the Westgate Casino and Hotel in Las Vegas where I was watching this on my laptop because America's largest sports book obviously would not stream anything <laughs> from our friends at ESPN because it's on ESPN+. Plus. So when faced with multiple huge screens to watch it live on a Saturday morning, I was forced to return to my hotel room and watch it with my American co-worker from Hawaii and explain the game to him on a much, much smaller screen. I don't know if we've ever had a conversation where we haven't talked about produce or media streaming right <laughs> I just for two really mundane topics we really have to fucking bang on about those yeah Can I mean curse by the way uh yeah we, we yeah yeah that's fine uh, you're not gonna edit this no I'm not gonna edit this uh, <laughs> <laughs> but actually in terms of of media rights this is actually a, probably a good time to mention I don't know if I talked about it before but La Liga just signed a, a deal with ESPN so uh, here in America, we actually get to watch um, good football other real than football. real football because yeah. NBC and Peacock uh, hate us. So they only play one or two games uh, an, a weekend and, and I have to 100% pay for that login that I didn't steal from you. You really do. Or not, <laughs> as, as the case may be. But in all seriousness, what NBC uh, Sports has done for soccer in the US, I have to say... Coming from a country where basketball uh, was and is as maligned as football once was in this country, uh, NBC have taken it on board as a media entity. And I'll hand over to my colleague, who's more skilled in this than I, to say they've done a phenomenal job, in my opinion, which has thus allowed them to put several paywalls in the way of quite serious and important games. In what capacity am I weighing? <laughs> <laughs> I was, you absolutely dangled a, a lead in there for me, and I was not certain in what function I was supposed to know about these matters. It was purely to make this episode of the podcast a little awkward and a little more like <laughs> The Office in order to attract that demographic of listener who this sort of awkwardness appeals to. See, I, if, I just don't appreciate being dangled out here as the entrepreneur. I'm a see, professional man with many knowledgeable back. I, I just, it's fine. We'll move on. See, the, the nice thing is, is that you, dear listener, get to listen to our production meeting. And, and should we have discussed this for? Sure. But are we uh, mostly uh, hungover from sushi? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, but, but going back to the, the, to the FA Cup and, and going back to sort of Leicester's season um, thus far, I mean... Chelsea seems desperate to not make top four and, and seems to be going to the, to the Champions League final and praying that that gets them in. But Leicester, I mean, holding on, are, how concerned are you about Liverpool and do you have any thoughts or feelings about, about the, the folks from Anfield? I think we have to be concerned about Liverpool. Um, given what happened last year, I'm going to put it out there. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, because Brendan's been there not once but twice before. We love Brendan and we love what he does and what he has done. Um, however, uh, I think with all the nonsense that's been said about the scheduling uh, down the stretch here of this partial COVID year, um, a lot's been made of Liverpool's injuries, which I think is bogus. And frankly, they're a front runner. Um, they've had no worse injuries than 
teams for say like Leicester have for example whose front line was decimated with injuries um, whose defence was decimated with injuries um, in the same way both short term and long term we won the cup final after our probably key defender in Johnny Evans playing but a mere 20 minutes Just uh, James Justin couldn't play and is out for the season Harvey Barnes couldn't play and is out for the season as well and that's your entire left hand side of the field so the big six and their complaints about scheduling with their massive um, American and overseas funded <laughs> budgets um, rings a little hollow with this fan. Well, I, what, what I will say about that is that I think that there's a certain amount of, you know, Jurgen Klopp gets a lot of credit. Oh, he's a, he's a genius. He's a tactical, you know. He's he's so on the front. But I'll tell you what, I can is he be the a fellow who stole his teeth from an adult horse. I believe so, yes. Boy, that man got more dentition than Tiger Woods ever did. What a fantastically skilled human being. Just a phenomenal Mr. Potato Head of a human. Lovely fella, sorry. But uh, w- what I was saying is that like, I think that it's super easy to be seen as a genius when you have Virgil van Dyke back there. Correct. And it's like, oh yeah, when, when Virgil van Dyke goes down, oh man, we're, just, we're decimated. No, you're not. You just, you've built a defense around one dude being really, really good and then, and then decided that you you know, didn't want to uh, build beyond that. But I'll tell you what is really good, the Anchor app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burrell listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, that's incredibly wrong. Um, But, you know, people listen to our our podcast and they they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. (laughs) Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. 
It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. So in talking about Lester, and that was a seamless transition, between segments and that's how this works. But in talking about Lesnar and talking about sort of your, you know, entree into, into a, a fanhood that, you know, it's fun, but it also, you know, goes up and down. Um, what I'm interested in is what is it like in England um, as someone who's, who's either partially a fan or not a fan, because you mentioned that, that basketball is like maligned in England. So people in England, I assume, are vaguely aware of Michael Jordan and LeBron James, etc. But if, if I went up to someone and was like, yeah, you know, last night, Bradley Beal went off. They'd be like, who are you? Go away. Is that about correct? Yeah, I would say that anybody who manages this kind of like secure international ad campaigns where they're cut into a montage between, let's say, Ronaldo. There's a Ronaldo point always football, there, there is always a Ronaldo yeah with some degree of you know diminutive or maxative um yeah right. I'd yeah. say that probably there's like half a dozen NBA players who are in common parlance in the UK but no more yeah the NBA in the UK is a strange oddity because it, it has really high league pass viewership but the BBL the British Basketball League has exceptionally low viewership even though a lot of their stuff is also online but also free <laughs> so there lies the contradiction in turn between they won't know who Bradley Beal is but they will know Jordan LeBron etc but in the, the the common man in the street will have a better time knowing say a Harvey Barnes or a James Madison from a second tier 
Premier League team than they will a Jason Tatum, a Kevin Durant from an NBA team. So, okay, so, so, so as someone growing up in England, well, sort of growing up, but spending formative years in England, when you were, you know, when you were at school, when you were at, at I, I don't know what the park is. is, do they have parks in England? Literally, <laughs> the American concept of a park was based on the public grounds in Liverpool. Frederick Olmsted visited them and decided to base his design. Hi, listeners, you've stepped into my house. <laughs> Frederick Olmsted famed, you know what, join my podcast, Olmsted Boys, the Garden Gang. So, so anyway, so when you were at the park, you know, and you're hanging out with your friends, and they're they're presumably talking football. So I guess in the in we're we're talking like the early two thousands. So so I guess is that before Beckham or Beckham era? Right in the start of the Beckham Spice Boy yeah. era, because you know Vic and and Dave were were just doing their thing. Um, <laughs> we know them personally. We say just Vic and Dave. <laughs> yeah, of course, because we all know the Queen. So you know they they were in Brooklyn, I think, at the time, possibly doing their thing, given their firstborn. Um, <laughs> naming rights, etc. Specify. Oh, well, they specified for as it was publicly available. Uh, but yeah, it, it it was in it was at the beginning of the golden era of English football. It was that golden generation with Stephen Gerrard, Michael Owen, to a lesser gotcha. extent, Robbie Fowler, Jamie Carragher, etc. It was Bro- the golden era of English football. Was there? It was branded the same way as Brooklyn Beckham was branded. It never came to fruition. The same so, as so, wait, so, so you're telling me that this golden era of, of English football produced uh, a World Cup, certainly. I was about to say this. Certainly, we must have won the highest honour in football, the, uh, the golden boot? No, no, that's for the individual guy who scored the most goals, yes? Yes. And, no, sir, there was... There was no World Cups. What, what about Euros? Certainly a Euros. Well, that's a small, that's a continent rather than the entire world. Certainly they won the continent they were on, yes? Uh, no, sir. There were no medals. Are, are we certain that England could beat Wales? Were we definitively <laughs> the best country in the Commonwealth at any given point? Uh, no, sir. Now, would you say that on the landmass of Britain, and let's include Northern Ireland for the purposes of including the entirety of the United Kingdom, are we certain that... England is a top four team. No, sir. <laughs> and I will tell you why. Because Ryan Giggs wore red socks. Okay. You know, this is interesting. Despite having a near baseline understanding of football that was almost entirely osmotically absorbed from things I overheard in the schoolyard and television commercials, I am still nonetheless, nonetheless aware of the fact that Ryan Giggs briefly played for England schoolboys and would have solved England's problems on the... <laughs> Hold up. Left wing. <laughs> Correct. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you all know that, that Graham did put up an L there. <laughs> I knew it was the left wing. I just, yeah. I, see, see, my favorite part about this is that I feel like, uh, I, I feel like the, at any given time, you know, like there's, there's one player who, if, if England just like accepted that it, it should be, that, that the, the four states of England should just be one United States of Britain. That's what I'm going to call it. Nobody else has a better did name. Did you refer nope, to Scotland, it's fine. Wales, and Northern Ireland as the four states of England? Sure did. Boy, <laughs> golly. This is... Uh, I'm glad you didn't include Ireland because we would have been... Murdered. I think they would be mad. Yeah, I think that Ireland, that Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales are mad right now. I don't know how much listenership penetration you have in those markets. Uh, I know you're hot in the Czech Republic. We are hot in the Czech Republic. Seriously, if whoever, whoever from the Czech Republic is listening to us, can you just let me know? 
you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, but just let me know. But, um, but if, if, if rather I, uh, you know, making the joke, but if the United Kingdom actually was a single football entity, you know, like right, right now you'd have, well, four years ago, you would have had Gareth Bale. Like the Great Britain Olympic team, right, for example. Right. I was led to believe that if we were able to overcome this 300-year-long fragmentation of the Union and unite the United Kingdom, this perhaps would be an easier proposition to solve their left-wing problems than teaching one of these lads to stand on the other side <laughs> of the field. Now, when Charlie says left-wing, he both means in a footballing sense and also, obviously, a political sense as well. I mean, I was from a beautifully socialist bubble on the south coast of England. It was, it was excellent. Are hashtag we... Brexit, hashtag bollocks to Brexit. Uh, Boy, so, speaking, spe- <laughs> speaking of Brighton... Um, so, 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 ostensibly, you would be a Brighton fan if you, if you were a fan. I was made aware that there was a team in Brighton. They were located at the Goldstone Ground on the cusp of Brighton and Hove. They left that location, and then we had a Nando's, and I considered this an upgrade. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Portuguese-style South African roasted chicken. It's exquisite. We don't have many foods that are spiced in England. So um, I was later informed that they had moved to a smaller town outside of Brighton and continued to play football to this day. Was that town called London? Uh, you know what? That's the only other town I know of in the four states of England. <laughs> so, so actually, they're they're they're. I mean, I, I'm going to take a step back here and and flex some history knowledge. They're actually probably properly seven states in England. We're not doing East Anglia. Yeah, West no, no, States, no, straight Umbria. straight up. You know what? Just we're doing that. Pick a year, and it's, that's true for a century. Well, or two. no, no, it's properly the the heptarchy would have been considered the states. I mean, you had you had Sussex, Wessex, East Anglia. All right, Anglia. hold up. If we're going to talk about <laughs> if Wales could have solved our left wing problems, who would win between the Picts, the Angles, the Normans? I think we have evidence that the Normans win that one. The Celts. Uh, they hung around. I mean, you can't let a team hang around like they that. They couldn't have hurtled that wall. They would have made it over. The Romans would have been had them. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, so not a Brighton fan. I, you know, my understanding that there was a football team was that one of my classmates' fathers had been the captain of the team in the 1970s. And not once did anybody ever say Steve Foster was the captain of Brighton without also implying an ellipsis followed by when they were good. <laughs> and so only by knowing that they were once good, I inferred by the process of incomplete data extrapolation that perhaps they were no longer good. Then, after a decade of crippling familial poverty, we moved into a very small and humble home, which when we tried to let it out, a Brighton Hove Albion player tried to rent it from us. So I was then led to understand that perhaps the players were not being paid fabulously well. <laughs> Uh, well, to that point, uh, a very important and impressive record producer who makes his home in Brighton uh, did once sponsor the, the jerseys, as you know. Norman? Yeah, and, and obviously uh, the record label was skint, which is English slang for penniless yeah. or broke. Oh, I no. I know Fatboy Slim dipped his snoot in the Brighton Hove Albion. He Cops. certainly did. He and his neighbour Paul McCartney, who live in a very affluent beachfront now, listeners, don't think that's in any way tropical. It's a stone beach <laughs> in a country where it rains 300 days a year. Uh, but those two residents were possibly and still are Brighton's most famous. Yeah, I want to point out they did move down the coast of shore, I'm sure, and what up. And they were out of town. But, uh, yeah. so, not, so, 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 big loss for Brighton. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, I didn't know what Hove or Albion meant. Okay, so Albion is derived from the Latin word albus, meaning white, referring to the chalk cliffs on the south coast. Hmm. Hove is a town which is adjacent to Brighton, but in the year 2000, 
The Queen nominated several towns to be upgraded to city status in honour of the new millennium, two of which were Brighton and Newcastle, who also have a football team, I understand. That is correct. So um, Brighton was introduced as Brighton and Hove as a city because we don't want to leave them dangling off our ass like a carbuncle, so they were brought along for the ride. So congrats to Hove. Well, also, uh, given the proximity of Leicester's neighbouring town, Northampton, who were overlooked... I must say, in that uh, new millennium honours list of, in effect, by the Queen, they still remain the largest town in Europe. Better, better luck in the year three thousand, man. Well, quite good luck, Northampton. We're with you. I mean, overlooked is incredibly generous. It would be like saying that Speedy Claxton was overlooked for MVP ten years in a row. I mean, it's he was. Not, I, look, it, Wendy's was overlooked for a Michelin star. It wasn't overlooked. It was that. You know what? <laughs> Fuck Northampton. Come at me. If we have one listener in Northampton, I'll text Acer and come get my address and see me about that. You can stop fucking your cousins and come down from your valleys or mountains, whatever the terrain is in your part of the country. I haven't cared to find out. I believe he's talking to you, my brother, Mark. Uh, so if you are listening, uh, just follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, to all of you out in Northampton... Um, why are we talking to people who don't I, have internet? I, y'all don't they have don't have computers out there. What are we doing? <laughs> like when they print this in the newspaper and the boy with the flat cap takes it up the mountain. <laughs> if you finish a coal mining job, come and visit me. But they do make a very kinky boot, I've been heard. So there you go. Oh, I, I, I believe that that has a different meaning where y'all are from. But we'll, we'll revisit that next time. So, uh, Charlie, Graham, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for, for dropping in, and we will see you next time. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Leicester, whether or not they choke away at Champions League. And maybe, maybe we will get Charlie to watch a game. Uh, if I can ever figure out live streaming on YouTube, we'll, we'll live stream some game, and we'll watch Charlie yell at the screen about things that aren't happening. Sound good? Sounds great. I guess. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, at some point, we're going to have an Instagram. We don't yet, but uh, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, like and subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.